back to beginning our fifth fucking year doing deconversion therapy. We're your therapists. I'm Karen. I'm Bonnie. We're not therapists. We are. We got in so trouble for the name therapists. of this podcast at one I've point. I've heard this like one or two times. Someone was going off on like some social media, which we're on all of them. Go find us, except the ones that suck, which is Twitter right now. But someone was like, I'm going to report you to the board. I'm like, what, what board? What board? <laughs> and I kept going. And then finally, they're like, I think the way you talk is terrible as a therapist. And I'm like, shit, what? no, we're not therapists. <laughs> we're not therapists. Um, and then I said, well, make sure you report everyone who shops for retail therapy. Yeah, bam, to bam. the board. <laughs> um Wow. I'd like to go in but front of the board. Ther- <laughs> we're deconversion therapy. And let's just back up. If you're just listening to us for your virgin, um, yeah. Bonnie and I have known each other since we were one year old. I dominated her quickly. And the friendship. <laughs> she was three weeks it older. It was quite the opposite. And lorded it over me for years <laughs> until that shift <laughs> in age where it got not funny. And it is not funny anymore. Uh, we grew up in the evangelical church, Southern Baptist, and Bonnie. Well, she went to she went to the Devil's Playground, nor, right. known as Public University. <laughs> that's uh, right. I left and that's Christian University uh-huh. and went to a big state school and and drank wine coolers. And uh, yeah. did you not have a <laughs> uh, required chapel? Oh, no. It's so funny because demerits. Our sorority did require that we have two activities. And even back then, I was like, uh, I can't handle activities. <laughs> to just have a lot of free time. And um, so I kept in vain trying. I'm like, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go to this church thing. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I just couldn't. And I may have lied. That was the activity that would have counted? (laughs) Yeah. I may have lied and said that was my activity, (laughs) which is awful. Like, here, I'm going to lie about going to church for my sorority that wants me to be active and be a well-rounded human. But So, see, that's this. You're proving the point. You started (laughs) drifting from the Lord right away. And uh, Karen, me... Kept going full force (laughs) and became a missionary and just did all sorts of hullabaloo. And we're both out now. But this, I want to emphasize, is a comedy podcast. Yeah. And the focus is religion, mostly Christianity, because that's what we're familiar with. And that is what is taking over our country as far as laws go. But we're not... Four years ago, I thought, okay, we're going to blow mm-hmm. through whatever material we could possibly talk about <laughs> church-wise. <laughs> and now it's like a pile that's daunting. Like, there's so much. We can't keep up right. with the topics. I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, you and I were just talking over our our break, you know, oh, we could do this and this, but 
at the same time all these other news stories were happening. <laughs> and I thought, how are we going to fit these in? But a lot of them are traumatic. Like I, yeah, I, that's not funny. We don't want to talk about the super ick stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that on TikTok. You can go find it there. But that's we want to bring just jovial fun and comedy to people who have been in the church, aren't in the church, don't care about the church. Or it's are just, just like a comedy murder podcast. You don't have to have murdered someone to enjoy it. Yeah, and you don't have to have left a cult to be interested in watching a show about cults. Welcome anybody Amen, who thinks sister. that this is like just a fun freak show to laugh about. And there's a lot that we separate ourselves from, you know, the quote movement that's going on as far as people leaving the church or leaving the faith or whatever. That's not our, eh, we're out. No, just comedy. And I mean, if you're like, well, comedy makes me laugh and you all don't make me laugh. Uh, to fine. that we say. <laughs> <laughs> to that we say we don't have the capacity for you to review us on iTunes. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, did you see on our Instagram, so every once in a while I put one of my TikToks that I do for us. I'm doing it mm-hmm. for you, Bonnie. Sacrificial. I know. Um, and I, I love did. watching them in the middle of the night. <laughs> It's jarring when I just flip on TikTok and I hear your voice and I look to the left and right like, oh, I forgot. Karen, shut up. You're in my dreams. But so I had put one on there and then some bro put, you know, I'd like your (laughs) Instagram channel if this random chick wasn't like squawking at me or something like that. Oh, and I said, that random chick runs the page. And then he said, that's unfortunate or something. And I know people are like, oh, man, I feel sorry for her. They don't understand me. I love it. It fuels me. It makes me so happy because I I think that's one of the big barriers, especially as women. Here we go. Let me get a soapbox. Although it would definitely be a soap-free cleanser because soap is very bad for your skin. Let me So you like say, Summer's Eve cleanser? Massing bed. Let me get wash. on. A, <laughs> Sorry. Let me get on a box of fleet enemas and just say <laughs> that as women, you know, they come after us. And our age sometimes or, you know, whatever, are that we're not of a pinup model looking person they want to listen to. But at the same time, you know, they don't come after men our age. The Mark Marins, the Jason Batemans, the any of those who do comedy podcasts. And that's why it's fun. It's fun to just be like, oh, yeah, sorry. These are women of a certain age that are shoving it up your butt and making you have the laughs. Well, forgive us. I'm not sure how true that is because I don't read all the comments um, that Jason Bateman might get. However, I would like to comment about Jason Bateman and that fucking show Ozark that I 
liked enough to just see it through to the end. That last season and that bullshit car accident that had me angry Bonnie, for like 13 episodes. <laughs> She kept texting my husband and I, no, that's and not I a have spoiler. no memory. It's <laughs> not a spoiler. I have no memory, oh. so I'm like, I don't know. I I think the episode two sums it up, yeah. and you're like, still not summed up. I'm like, ah, I forgot. <laughs> well, we're welcoming you back to to the new year. Let's drink yeah. to it. Uh, although I did dry January, I'm still so bray. Oh, that's, cool. That's the European version. That's right. Of not drinking. Hey, speaking uh, of speaking of drinking and parties, you guys, uh, our sponsor parties, parties are coming back. Party. Yeah, we're going to do a Zoom party oh. with um, with the sponsors. So if that's something that's interesting to you, check it out. Um, and they're fun, and we get to learn about our different um, viewers and listeners or. Viewers, what am I talking about? I guess on the Zoom, they're viewers. I don't know. We're all viewing I each guess other, so. but it's a fun time. And I and last time drank a lot. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did, and it was entertaining. I'm glad it's it was fun. Recorded. You know, one, you're sponsoring us uh, for sponsors. Like a lot of people say, we have 400 extra episodes for you to listen to. Oh my god! No, we do not. Ours is more like a tithing situation. <laughs> we do love to do the Zooms. And you get to see Bonnie's face, and you sometimes get to see her with a gin and tonic repeating herself. It's fantastic. It's enjoyable. And I can't, this is so why I don't drink liquor, like hard liquor, because I'll put it in something that tastes good and I'm like, oh, this is just like water. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, can we put talk- it in with some <laughs> liquid hydration? Can we at all talk about a couple new TV shows? We can. Okay. And then I'm going to talk about some things I purchased. Yeah. Okay. I, okay, Karen knows that that lady Gwen Shamblin, the, um, the one yeah. with the big high hair, that I, I mm-hmm. love big hair because I feel like my face needs it. Like it, you know, it could handle four inches of bangs easily. <laughs> but I also love Pamela Anderson. And she's just perky and, um, you know, fun. And I've watched her documentary and I don't know. I just like her. I like her so much. I haven't watched it yet, but this is a recurring theme that we're seeing now more in the last few years, where these women, where we believed the media about them, we're seeing oh, yeah. the real them, the Tammy Faye's, the, you know, Pamela Anderson's, where it's like, I do respect that person. That even happened yeah. to Dolly. I mean, Dolly was the the punchline. For quite a few decades, unfortunately, oh, sure. until until everyone realized, you know, how brilliant she is. Yeah. Um, and I haven't watched that documentary yet. And the way you were talking about media, I'm also listening to Spare, the book by Prince Harry, and oh, finding out how the family dealt with the media and they knew mm-hmm. what stories were out there, and they would trade one story for another. They had, like, a whole relationship with the people who ran the media. And it, I'm, 
yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's so interesting to me and I'm such a fan of him for talking about it. And I like him too. Yeah. And you know, I have to keep saying that I was in the same breathing space as he and Meghan Markle. That gives me some parallel to like royalty I feel about myself. I feel Um, that too. (laughs) I get that aura from you. (laughs) When you were talking about all we knew is what we were given from the media, that's exactly who I thought of. And that seems to be a theme with what I'm watching recently. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same with me. I mean, I'm watching the great Married at First Sight. And if you just believe the editing, you can have a lot of opinions about some of the people on it. What is that? I'm telling you. Stop, Bonnie. It's the greatest show of all time. (laughs) Yes, and it's fantastic. So let me guess. Do people get to know each other over the phone and then they get the reveal of what they look like? Meet each other at the altar, say I do, and then get to know each other. Oh, oh, that's shocking, right? (laughs) Oh, that's shocking. Like in the olden days when that used to happen. and. Yeah, and there were arranged marriages, and then people stayed together forever. Oh, yes, Karen, you shouldn't watch that. Well, that's like Downton Abbey. (laughs) You know, Lord. True. Lord, whatever his name is. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He, Lord Downton, you know, they didn't love each other at first, but then they did, and it was a sweet story. And no, that it proves you should never do that because <laughs> then there's a fateful ending. So let's get on to our letter. So thanks for obliging us and listening to us just catching up because we've taken a break. And we thought the best way to get back into heading into the year is to be with you guys. And so here's your letter. So of the funny, true letters you send to us. And we read them back to you and sometimes make fun of you. And you can send us your letters. Just go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com. I'll put it in the details of this episode and send us something funny. This person's name is Katie, and they say it's okay to read their name for the story. And, this and if is- your parents didn't call you Katie Bug when you were young, <laughs> I want a million dollars. It's just, it happened. Um, okay, so... Uh, It says, I used to be obsessed with reading. I wasn't allowed to watch TV or movies growing up, oh, geez, unless they were biblical or educational. So in elementary (laughs) and middle school, reading became my outlet. Well, I guess you'd have to. Wow. Well, that was sort of us. Or no, me, me. (laughs) at least. I read so much. Yeah. You read the Bible over and over. Um, My parents. Listen. (laughs) Well, Thou is lovest me, <laughs> bestest. Okay, so uh, my parents used to make us carry our own Bible to church. You know the Bibles in the little zipper cases? That's right, we do. Loved it. Yeah, and they were like um, zipper cases or the ones that were like little quilts <laughs> and had a handle. I was going to say that. <laughs> With a little bit of lace eyelet on the side. Yeah. So during the one to two hour long services, I would bring my book inside the Bible zipper case and place the Hunger Games or Harry Potter (laughs) or Percy Jackson. Uh, Harry Potter (laughs) as the lightning bolt comes through the sanctuary. 
um, neatly over top of my Bible and be thoroughly entrenched in the Word of God the whole service. (laughs) On top of that, during Sunday school, I would go to the class for five minutes, leave to go to the bathroom, and then never come back because I would lock the stall, (laughs) put my homemade out-of-order sign on the door... (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> so as not to be disturbed, sit on the back part of the toilet, put my feet up on the toilet seat, and continue happily reading. My parents would ask if I went to Sunday school. Of course I did, for five minutes, just long enough to know <laughs> if the lesson was going to be about purity or feeling guilty for sin. I was playing yep. chess, not checkers. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, man. That is great because... See, that's some boldness there. I never... Oh, But it was... Well, we skipped choir. No, we always said we were going to skip to choir as though that was exciting in adding the word to, and nobody would know what we're talking about. I did skip choir a few times with a a young bow. Oh, really? I remember that. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Yes. Scandal. Okay, I've got one, and this is from Zoe. I was 17 at an Assembly of God church retreat in southern Missouri. Okay, let me go over Assembly of God for Bonnie, the heathen. Yeah. Assembly of God, they believe in raising hands, you know, the charismatic stuff, Mm. you know, all the speaking in tongues stuff. Here we go. My virginity uh-oh, oh boy. <laughs> was explained <laughs> like a new water bottle. Oh. The speaker poured some dirt into it and asked if we would drink it. We said no. Then he poured the water bottle into a big pitcher and asked us again. We still said no. He explained that if he had sex before marriage, that we would be pouring dirt into that water bottle. Or maybe that, wait. (laughs) He explained that if we had sex before marriage, that he would be poor. (laughs) They messed it up, and now I've messed it. Ready? Should we snap? He explained. Here's what I found. Oh, shit. Ready? He explained that if we had sex before marriage, we'd be pouring dirt into that water bottle. Who would drink it? (laughs) Then convinced us pouring... Then... Then convinced us to donate all the money we brought. And that it's beautiful to go hungry. What? What? Yikes. (laughs) Long story short, I'm gay. Dirty water bottle. And I could not be happier. Oh, my gosh. No, I remember those retreats where it's like, would you sacrifice one meal to feel like hungry people? Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, Zoe, and congratulations (laughs) on your heathen lifestyle. May you be hashtag blessed. Oh, my God. I remember we we never did anything that was like the Catholics with Lent, giving things up or fasting, except one time we were encouraged to fast for something. And it did remind me of why we were doing it. Every time you felt a, a hunger peasants. pang, it's just, it was yeah. really cool. And it made me think, you know, if that was a way of getting 
in touch with spiritual things, then that's nice. You know, I mean, to mandate you doing it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, It's kind of like the rubber band. If you snap the rubber band and it reminds you to think about something, then great. Or if you feel a hunger pang right. and it reminds you of something, good for you. But, you know, the, yeah. the organized part of it. Exactly. And now the eating disorder hotline is... <sighs> Which I joke, I joke, but I actually did. If you're watching any of the Gwen Shamlin stuff and you've dealt with disordered eating, beware, because that's what it's all about. But yeah, I think there's an organization that did like a three-day or someone can remind us fast because you sort of feel what it's like. And I agree, like you go through sort of a spiritual thing. Although now, I, I don't think the church should recommend that with the outbreak of how many people have eating disorders. But and but I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure okay. they do. Okay. Wait, you had put something the other day on Instagram about, you know, Ten Commandments or something like that. And one of them was like, uh, do oh, this, do that. And then mean, the third one, what? What was it? It was God's to-do list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. God's to-do list. And it was like, kill everybody and then say, I'm never going to do it again. Or um, And then there was ban shrimp. (laughs) I know. I was in people like five minutes to go and figure out what you were talking about. But like the whole idea (laughs) that... People who are Jewish and observe a certain level of orthodox can't eat shrimp is so funny well, to me. Well, Christians shouldn't either. Why? Christians shouldn't either. When they, if they are like, you know what, the Ten Commandments, it's all about morality. Well, there are more little commandments there, boo boo. <laughs> and someone said we need to make a shirt. Maybe we will. That says, um, you know, God's to do list condone slavery ban shrimp right? Uh, because yeah the pick and choose of it all is pretty fun um all right this person says it's okay to read their name so thanks millie um my story thanks for the podcast ladies it really is good therapy (laughs) see we just said earlier that's right like all dedicated youth group kids we attended a decent amount of youth rallies I love that. To make things more interesting, I grew up during satanic panic. (laughs) At all of the rallies, a speaker would emerge from the shadows to tell a true tale of terror. A teen boy or girl, depending on who was telling the story, got into D&D. That's Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Which it's devil and (laughs) demons. Is it? No, it's Dungeons and Dragons, no. right? Oh, Bonnie looked at me like sincerely. <laughs> what? Um, but I always remember being jealous of the kids who were playing that. And now, like, now that I know what it is, I'm like, oh, my God. I would have been so bored. Anyway, um, but they had that really big dice or die. The die <laughs> was. And, you know, it's interesting because it's not dice. It was only one. It was a die. 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 Do you see? Yeah. You're not you're not seeing the satanicness in it. Your uh, your eyes are cloaked. Well, okay, so it says one night they had a dream that they were being attacked by a dragon and when they woke up they looked in the mirror. Always a very dramatic pause. 
and saw actual scratch marks all over their body. So kids, stay away from D&D or demons pretending to be dragons could attack you in your sleep. Now, no one ever said exactly what D&D was, but it kept me up nights with anxiety that someday I would encounter it. (laughs) Fast forward to me going to community college and making friends with all of the theater students. There it is. (laughs) There you go. Um, Because it's about role play. Anyway, just in case for those of you who don't know, and I really don't know that much either. Um, They invite me to a night of D&D. I freak out and have a panic attack. They ask, do you even know what D&D is? I admit no, but demons could attack you and kill you in your sleep. (laughs) (laughs) They convince me to show up and see what it is for myself. I show up and everyone is just sitting around rolling dice, pretending to be elves and talking in silly accents. (laughs) This, this is the thing that kept me up at night with so much anxiety. This is what I was terrified of. Then I realized that the story of the dragon student was an urban legend, and the experience began my spiral into questioning what else caused me anxiety that may not be truth. Also, I really love dragons now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay, if I went and I heard people doing the elf or whatever accents, uh, that is demonic to me. But I have really been thinking lately, how come Satan is so powerful? How come there is no game like Clue or Trouble or whatever the fuck that people get and they're like, you know what? You play this and angels attached to you. How come God doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. How come God is never on thrift store clothing? How come God (laughs) just, where are the angels? Why aren't they powerful enough? Well, you have to clarify. I don't understand. You have to clarify that it's not like God as a graphic tee that you get at the thrift store. (laughs) It's that demons can attach themselves, right? And, but how come angels aren't attaching themselves to things? They must be. And someone bring it home and they're like, they must just want you know free what? time. I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am filled. Or they're just like chasing after all the D and D kids, trying to to rescue them, and they're too busy. I don't know. All the D and D kids that I knew were um, were the really smart kids in our school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I wouldn't have. I mean, I, I I wasn't available to go <laughs> when I was invited. I was at all the parties. Um, I would not have pegged them Listener, to be. Karen was not at either. <laughs> so this person says no to using their name. So thank you, Barbara. Oh. <laughs> Kidding. My story. Please. Y'all liked my comment on TikTok and suggested I share to the podcast. So here I am. Oh, if I do that, (laughs) that means, yeah, please, please send it because I loved your TikTok story. Great. Good. I'm excited. Okay. Um, I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness church. Um, you want to tell me what? (laughs) That was a great story. (laughs) The end. Do you know what that is? Pentecostal? That's probably 
Woo-woo. That's swinging on the chandeliers. Yes, yes. These poor children, they didn't ask this. They didn't ask for this, you know? They did not. They did not. Okay. Southern King James Version, hellfire and brimstone type. Quote, the gays are going to hell. Abortion is murder. Alcohol is of the devil. (laughs) Women couldn't cut their hair. Oh, my God. Wear makeup Mm -hmm. or have ear piercings. Okay. Long skirts and long sleeves only, the whole nine yards. Wow. I don't know why I asked Shop at Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Only rules for men are short hair and long pants. Cool and good. I left when I was 18 and never looked back, which was difficult because my grandfather was and still is the pastor. But whatever. (laughs) This church puts on two or three plays a year, and the budget for each play is probably less than $100. (laughs) Oh, already my a favorite. great setup, right? This was for an Easter play about 10 years ago. They decided to do Noah's Ark. Supposed to be a happy, cheerful story, right? These are the types of people to refute that God ever killed an innocent baby, but they went a little darker with this play. The end of Act <laughs> One literally, God killing a baby. To set the scene, Noah's sons have just finished loading the animals onto the ark. <laughs> comically large car- <laughs> comically large cardboard cutouts of random animals painted really badly by the church artist. Noah oh. is just about to close the door of the ark. Once again, painted cardboard, so the whole thing is wobbly and floppy. <laughs> Suddenly a shout from the back of the church. Noah, wait, stop. A man comes running up the aisle with a floppy baby doll head held high above his head. (laughs) Noah pauses for dramatic effect, says, I'm sorry, my son, and slams the door shut, causing the whole ark to flop about. I this is the accuracy. This needs to be in every church. You want to know God's character? Here's God's character. The man reaches the door, starts banging on it with one arm while holding the endlessly flopping baby doll in the other, <laughs> dramatically sobbing and yelling the whole time. The staticky old sound systems turn up the peaceful rain for sleep time CD. <laughs> the lights fall and the curtain, made of fishing line and old bed sheets, of course, closes. Time for act two. I, of course, was sitting in the back row trying so hard not to laugh. I was crying, but I fit in with everyone else feeling genuine grief over this sad scene that honestly could have been a comedy skit. Oh, wow. What the hell that- is with people? What but I think that's great. Like, let's put some accuracy in here. And I keep, you know, it's hit me. Noah was the one righteous man, right? Well, first of all, God creates two people and they fuck it up right away. (laughs) Like their first day out there. And then after that, they have two kids. The first murder happens. The first four people. This perfect God. So you're like, hmm, this almost sounds like stories. Um, and then he's like, you know what? I I fucked up so bad. Let's wipe everyone out. There's one righteous guy. It's Noah. But this is a patriarchy. So Noah gets to bring his wife. <laughs> he's three boys. They're three wives. 
And then how righteous are you if there are people who, yeah, they didn't listen to you, they didn't listen to God, but now they're like, oops, I was wrong, let me in. Yeah. I have like a nursing baby. And are you righteous to be like, no? That's it. The righteousness is gone if you say no. So I appreciate. Aww. I like that play. That should be a touring play, <laughs> and it should be done with real babies. Keep the cardboard oh, arc, but real babies. <laughs> Keep the cardboard arc. I mean, it makes you think of Noah as kind of a jackass. Exactly. Well, God, too. And... You know, we know that the great floods flood story existed prior to the Bible getting written. I don't know if you know this, Bonnie, but yeah. it's from the Epic of Gilgamesh, which we actually Gilgamesh. have tablets of. Yeah. Yeah. Our old buddy, Gil. And <laughs> so, you know, that flood story had been going around in the Quran, too. But um, it's... Hilarious. I went to the thrift store and there was a cute little Noah's Ark scene with the word welcome that you hang on your door. And I'm like, this is the most violent story of all. And we use it as the cute little kid's story or a little welcome sign for our house. It was always my favorite colored page in the Bible, though, because it had a rainbow. I love that we're opening this with just being with our people. That's what I love. Just yeah. these stories people don't understand. The church culture is so fucked up. Yeah, it's a community of people who share a lot of um, trauma. But laughing about it mm-hmm. is so fun. So thank you. It's it's therapy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You hear me. I hear you. All right, guys, so I'm going to go watch the rest of that Pam Anderson documentary and report back on what her boobs look like. (laughs) Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye.